Yo, this is the ancient Texan sitting here on a Sunday morning. I think it's first Sunday of May 2020 in Maryland. Rained again last night. My yard is very green. Most of my trees are starting to, to bud out. In fact, maybe all of them. Some of them more so than others. Um, or perhaps past the frozen time of the year. And my hyacinths can start growing in the pond. I was sitting here trying to think. I listened to the news too much, I think. Because I don't think you can listen to the news and not think that the world's going to hell in a basket. Um, you know, they constantly make fun fun of Trump and his mistakes, and it's not possible for him to do anything. Although I actually think he's done some things um, quite well. No, I don't like the guy, but I can still recognize that there's some important stuff he's doing, and he's changing some things that we've taken for granted for a long time. Like I'm working on a project trying to bring magnesium production back to the U.S. Uh, we've lost millions of jobs in my area of work, and I think being dependent on China and Russia and a bunch of other people on commodities, and that's what I know most about, metals, um, is a huge mistake. Uh, it's one thing to buy from and have competition. It's another thing to have 100% of something and be solely dependent and your future depend on someone else controlling the the building blocks of your society. And we saw that with energy. We decided we needed to be more energy independent. There again, we may have gone too far because I think there's one thing to, you know, having 110% of your supply. It's maybe not necessary to protect yourself. It's maybe not a, as healthy as 0%. But the fact that we don't have that discussion, uh, and it's a very much a position of Trump's to bring back industry to the U.S. and ask ourselves, are there some strategic elements, metals, that we should not be solely dependent on the outside world, uh, since the outside world is uh, not necessarily our friends. Anyway, that's just an example. So, you know, we take a very, the news takes a hell, the world's going to hell in a basket, and it points out mistakes continuously, and it puts blame on everything. Um, I don't think that's healthy. I think we ought to be looking for what's 
right, what's good in America, and spend at least 51% of our time talking about what's going well and encouraging it and promoting it. So I'm going to try to do a little of that myself. Okay, Corona, bad. The effects are bad. Uh, mostly. Well, let's think about it. It's pointed out to us the huge inequalities in America. You know, some kids have laptops and can do their assignments and some kids can't. Some kids have internet access and others don't. Some kids have food at home, others don't. Now I kind of think of that as a blessing that, that's been pointed out to us and slapped, been slapped in the face with that reality. It's been there a long time. It's been there maybe forever. But the virus has just slapped us in the face with the fact that there's huge disparities in how we take care of children in America. I think that's good. I think that is so good. Now, we're also going to have, when we come back to school, we're going to say, crap, you can't crowd all these kids into schools. And we're also going to notice, where are the schools most crowded? And where are the classrooms the smallest? Where are the facilities the poorest? And if we come up with some national policy that, like Denmark did, the only 12 kids in a school, um, perhaps it'll force us into dealing with the inequalities and even in our physical school buildings and our access to technology. Maybe it won't, but I think it's a good thing that this is slapping us in the face. You notice oil demand has fallen way off, way off. Oil prices went negative, first time in history of the world. First time that oil prices have ever gone negative. People that had oil futures uh, for May were having to pay someone 37 bucks to take the barrel off their hands. Of course, there's a very physical reason for that. The, you know, the storage is full, but behind, you know, the storage being full, like nobody saw that coming. Well, maybe they didn't see it um, come at such a fast pace toward the end. This is a trend that's been going on a long time, and it has to do with the, you know, America overproducing. Um, you know, we need 50 bucks a barrel, give or take a little, to be profitable, and we just keep ramping up market share, um, counting that we somehow don't believe economics, that, you know, excess supply is going to lower the demand, and then Russia and Saudis getting into a market share thing. Um, kind of the greed and impetuousness of uh, that new Saudi ruler whose name escapes me. But it's, it's still kind of the, you know, greed and 
more is always better attitude. And this has shown us that more is not better. Well, we've parked our cars and done a lot more, you know, zooming. And, you know, the skies are bluer and cleaner. The water's cleaner. The animals are happier. That's not a bad thing. Cars have been parked. Our oil consumption has gone through the, you know, gone like 25% down or some ridiculous number. Uh, amazing. O- air travel has has gone uh, way down. And I'll get back to that in just a minute. ancient Texan. I'm back. Pardon the little cutoff there. Air traffic. Way down. They're talking now about taking the middle seat out of planes to give more space. They might also need to you know, put some more space between the rows. Yep, and of course it's going to cost more. Might mean we travel less and zoom more. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's good for the environment that we put more more thought into travel and it costs us a little bit more. We assume that that's bad because the airlines make less money. What's been common about all these things um, that I've discussed, you know, kids not having uh, computers and needing more space in classrooms and air travel and oil prices and everything else that we've talked about is America makes choices based on money. Money, money, money. That's the first three considerations. We do everything to optimize profits. Um, If we can get a pound of copper made cheaper in China, we'll let them make all the copper for America. We'll set up that dependency so that they can determine if we build a new house or not because we like to have electricity in our house and we need copper wire and we've given to them the right to decide that by letting them be the producer and a few other people like Russia and Chile. And so if these people don't want us to have homes, we've decided we'll just give them that power. Now, I'm not saying we need to make all our or copper. I think that's as foolish as the other extreme. And I'm not saying, you know, that uh, 
We should stop all air travel because it's good for the environment. But what I'm saying is America makes decisions based just on money. Maybe it would be cool not to get stuck in the center seat in a plane because a center seat doesn't exist. We actually put some value on our comfort. Of course, I guess one would say that that's like flying first class all the time. Well, maybe. But maybe there's some kind of average level of comfort that we should decide all people should have. There's some average level of medical support and health services that all should have in this country. That's a decision that it's not sacred that all decisions must be based on money and on profits. It doesn't have to be. That doesn't have to be our only criteria. And it doesn't mean you're a socialist, although I'm not sure being a socialist is bad. It's just a label. Um, I think we need to look, and I think these two subjects are interconnected, looking for what's right in America and making decisions based on something other than profits. Those are linked. Um, And because we make all our decisions about profits and it's good if it makes more profit, I think we don't have the discussion on what's right about something, what's good about something, what's important. As long as we're saying what makes a profit is what decides everything, then I think we're not open to the discussion on what's good about this, what's right about this, what's important. I don't think we had a discussion when we let all our, most of our metal production be made overseas. We look, I'm sure there's environmentalists that say we don't want these dirty industries in the U.S., is we're too clean and noble for that. We want to have our copper in our house, but we want it made in a country that doesn't give a shit about the environment. That's the decision we actually made because we were letting the people that make those decisions make it based on a very limited set of criteria. First one being how do we make the most profit making a pound of copper? And then the environmentalists said, how do we keep America pristine? Uh, Screw the earth, but we're not gonna let uh, it be made here. We're gonna send it somewhere where they can screw up their part of the world. And nobody sat down and said, what's right with having some copper made here as cleanly as possible. How do we make that happen? Do we have a 10% tariff on all metal coming into the country so that we keep at least part of our production alive? Um, 
do we decide as a country that we want some production here? Even if it costs us a little more to have that here? You know, we want part of our production here and we want it made as clean as possible, even if it costs us a little more money. Do we say that, you know, we want all our kids to have a laptop, even if property tax in their corner of the world doesn't support having laptops? Do we want to change our way that we fund education? Do we want to set a minimum requirement and floor on how much we're going to support our kids even if that doesn't lead to corporate American having as many profits even if it costs us a little more tax? I, I think the you know, focus completely on money uh, obscures the discussions we ought to be having. Even you can go to military. Do we want to spend more than the next eight countries in the world on military? Yeah, we have to. No, we don't have to. We've made the decision that we are the ones to police the world. Um... Do we collect data on how that's going and what our objectives are and have a national discussion? Nope. I don't think we're looking for and examining our actions in any area and saying what's good about it and what's bad about it. I think it's almost always our discussions are driven um, by what's profitable with maybe the exception of military um, and I'm not sure who sets that agenda that's not me no one's ever asked my opinion at least I never had a chance at the polls both parties pretty much support more military spending so I don't think I get a choice on that um Anyway, this is a little bit of a rambling discussion, uh, and I'm not sure what it's about. I think it's about, you know, how we do business in America, and we need to look, learn to look at, you know, what's right about something, what's good, and look for the good in our society, and uh, let that be driven by more than the dollar sign. Um, I know that's a whole new way of looking at the world. But we have to ask. We've gotten here where we are in America by let letting everything be driven by profits more or less and power. I don't think many decisions are made in this country unless it's about profits and power. Um, And I know there's a voice for social justice and trying to be fair, but it's a pretty small voice when decisions are actually made. They're made mostly on money. 
if you follow the money, you can figure out what's going down in America pretty easy. And close cousin to money is power. Bending things uh, in your direction based on your position of power in the world. But I'm asking us to look at this coronavirus and what's going on in the world and say, first form the habit of looking for what's right in America and what's going good and acknowledging it. Um, Because I think if you get the message that everything's bad, I don't think it gives you a place to start. Uh, I think you just in this hopeless, the glass is empty and we're screwed attitude. Uh, but I think if we look at the glass being half full, and there's a, there's a lot of stuff right in America, and try to build on that, uh, then it, it kind of gives you some reference when you start complaining about things being bad. And then I would encourage us to start having a discussion about how should things be evaluated besides money hmm maybe I should do a whole podcast on that but anyway I'm asking you to look around this week and just say what's right with America what's good about the virus what's even good about Trump hell if that is not a challenge for you But if you can't find something good about Trump, um, I think that speaks more to your attitude. No, he's not a good guy, and he's not someone that I admire. But I still think that's a valid uh, exercise. What's good about Trump? What good has he done for America? And if you can't answer that, then you're not trying and you've got a, in my opinion, you got an attitude problem. Uh, and we've got an attitude problem where we look for what's wrong exclusively. And I think our news people feed right into that. But they got the people turning on doing that. So why don't you and I try to be a little different and look for what's good in America. And the first exercise on that is to sit down and say, what's good about Trump? That's my challenge for you this week. This is the Ancient Texan. Namaste.